All right, so this week was supposed to, to talk about the cabal with Matt, but he's busy with his PhD stuff, so I guess it'll just be us. Um, an- Anon, I, th- I thought it was cabal with Baxter. Hello! Oh, I, I mean, it wasn't really, but that works out. Hey, uh, sorry I'm late. Uh, Kexton will be here in a minute, though. Why the hell is Kev? Hello! Hey, buddy! Hey! Hey! Welcome, Guardians, to the Cabal Lorecast. I'm Anon Pig, and with us this week we have both of our hosts, who I'm sure are doing well, Purple Chimera and Mythos Mike, will be joining us shortly. But we've got a packed show, so let me introduce our special guests. We have Baxter from the Ishtar Collective and Kexen of the Lorg returning. We were supposed to have Matt, a.k.a. Mylan Games, but he is busy working on his PhD studies things. Uh, so, everyone, how how are you guys doing this week? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> don't, don't do this. <laughs> now on... Now, I know two of you have just done some pretty cool things. Uh, Kex, you want to plug your first, seeing as how uh, you are a planned and welcomed guest? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will. And I think it's good that that Myolin isn't on. I think it's like it is with Pokemon. If you have too many super Pokemons in one place, (laughs) you're... It it becomes very dangerous. So it's kind of lucky that Matt isn't here. Yeah, so... um, I've been the project lead. I can finally use the word project lead um, awesome. because there were other people around. <laughs> it, it's uh, We over at the DGS uh, Slack chat uh, have been working on a, we call it the short story of Destiny, a prologue to Destiny in the game. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, uh, let's see, I, we started in the 22nd of August, 2016, and We've I've seen a lot of these short sort of summaries of what the storyline of, of Destiny is, but they're always sort of someone has read the Books of Sorrow very carefully and then just sort of tacked on the last part. So I really wanted to create a full story, a full backstory, a prologue to the game. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want one person's viewpoint, so I asked if people wanted to join. So I very quickly got 60 people to join. <laughs> Uh, so, so we sort of split up the writing. So I, I defined sort of short, short chapters that people could write, and then we took all these writings. So I think 28 people or something contributed with writing. We put that in a document, and then I had two editors going through it, sort of making it mesh well with each other and checking for uh, lore, air quotes, factual errors. And then we made a giant document, a story of this, and published it on Reddit, and it got some some good traction. But we have been working on a video version of it, and that's been released yesterday when we record. So it's a 31-minute-long, seven-part retelling of the prologue of Destiny, as short as we could make it and as detailed as we could make it to keep it short. So I'm I'm very proud of the product. It's a great product, and our three voice actors, Snootis, Pirate Daddy, and I Make Quack, really made the text come to life. And we had had a photographer, uh, Danger Doom AK, who took a ton of screenshots to use. And then lastly, Flatnik, 
did a great job of using the Destiny soundtrack to sort of heighten the mood. So please check that out. I Hopefully you can put that in the link description uh, for the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely make sure it's on there unless we forget. Uh, <laughs> and Baxter, uh, where can people go to help out the Ishtar Collective? Yeah, so I've actually been the project lead on... Uh, I, I just wanted a copy kex. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Ishtar Collective have recently launched a forum that we have called Commons, which is like the Ishtar Commons. Which, which confused Kex and yeah, like a I know. few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Sorry. Um, maybe we should have just called it Forum. Yeah, the Ishtar it, Forum. The, pro- the, the problem was Anon, not your forum name, so go on. Yeah, it usually is. The problem is usually Anon, to be <laughs> honest. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we've been, no worries, we've been uh, <laughs> running this project, which is going extremely well, to mm-hmm. w- one of the things that, that is, is quite time consuming to do is to put together the transcripts um, that we use on the Ishtar Collective. And um, we've had some absolutely fantastic um, volunteers who've been using the forum to help us put together new transcripts. And yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 gone really well. Um, we've uh, we must have like about thirty new transcripts. So so I have been on the Ishtar Commons for twelve days now, <laughs> and I think that you actually opened it up to public like two days after I I got on it. Mm-hmm. So in yeah. a matter of ten days. You got 30 transcripts, 30 mission transcripts that people can search and find on the ishtar-collective.net website. That's right. right. Yes. That's that's incredible. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm really uh, I'm absolutely blown away by the the amount of um, time and effort that people have put in, and yeah, I'm I'm really really pleased with with how it's working out. Uh, but we also use the the forum. Uh, our plan is to use the forum for for a few different projects going forward, um, but we haven't we haven't launched those yet. Uh, but but we also just use it for for discussing law. You know, yeah. um, looking looking through the categories, you have transcripts, lore, uncategorized, archive feedback, podcast feedback, and forum feedback. Yes, yeah. So as you may already know. Um, we have a podcast. Awesome. That, Tell us about yeah. it. Well, it's a podcast, and uh-huh. we talk about Destiny. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where can it's I sign a, up? It's a, it's a novel concept. I don't think anybody's <laughs> done that before. It is pretty <laughs> original. Yeah. Mind if I copy you? <laughs> yes, actually, we've we've, uh, we've copyrighted the uh, the formula. Yeah. So yeah, hey, it's just Clovis Bray confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have taken a job at Clovis. You did. Uh, you best. Give me your children. <laughs> give me your grandchildren. Uh, Clo- Clovis is so creepy. He really is. Give me your children. Yeah, is that not what he said? Is it grandchildren or children? It's, it's, it's we want your grandchildren. Yes. Is that weird? I don't mean your real grandchildren. I mean the children of their mind. Yes, but the Ishtar Collective really wants your children. We want your children. Um, to help with transcripts. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, child I mean, labor at the ishtarcollective.net. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> that is the next step. Um, <laughs> we, have, we haven't launched it yet, so if you guys could keep it under your hats, that'd be really cool. <laughs> All right. Well, then... <laughs> <laughs> this week we'll be talking all about the Cabal. Not really. We'll be talking a brief crash course about the Cabal lore, and then we have about an hour, a little bit more, of uh, some theories proposed by myself and Kexon. We really dive deep into it, and Baxter. Uh, well, I'm I am gonna predict because we definitely didn't record that part first. Uh, <laughs> that Baxter will just like yell at every theory that's proposed and say, no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And then Just provide like completely me. reasonable arguments. Yeah, <laughs> like, what a, what a dick. <laughs> He's the jing to my yang. So. But, <laughs> oh, that means, oh, that actually means so much. <laughs> but before we begin, let's move on to our weekly highlight. Weekly highlights will vary, you know this. Uh, this week's was going to be um, Matt uh, Milan Games uh, plugging his YouTube channel as we usually do with a new guest. They get to plug the thing that they do. But he was not able to make it on. Uh, he had to cancel like an hour before. So I asked him, what would you like to say? I still want to do the weekly highlight. And he told Beats, just, just say this. No need to search for my YouTube channel. Take an interest in Destiny's lore and I'll find you. <laughs> That's what he said last week. Is it? Uh, it on, is on his podcast. <laughs> on his podcast, on the D, the Destiny Down Under podcast, which is also part of the Destiny Tracker Network. Oh no, Unlocked. someone copied you, Baxter. <laughs> this is I. Hang on, how long has this been going on? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, purple. Did you did you know about this? Yeah, purple. Uh, <laughs> what Destiny podcasts do you know about? <laughs> No, I've heard of one or two. Wow. Right, well, back to the drawing board, I guess. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a really awesome lore website instead. You are a genius. That's what we need. Nobody's think, done that before. I think Bungie stole your idea, though. They put Grimoire on their site as well. Those bastards, oh, right? And you can search for items. This is... Uh, I don't even you know what to should say. I'm so disappointed. Can you also transfer your character's items on the yeshtar-collective.net? <laughs> I think I, I think Bungie wow, outplayed. <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, I don't. Let's just let's just get on with the episode because I. Right. Yeah, let's I, just get on. Let's just get on with it. We're gonna we're gonna talk some cabal, cabaler, <laughs> cabalian. Cabalin? Cabalnese? What would the technical term be? Cabalian. I like Cabalian. Cabalish? Cabalish? Cabalish. I think it would be. Cabalin. It's either Cabalish or Cabalin. So let's talk about the Cabalers. I really like Cabalin because it sounds like, you know, they're really ballin'. Yeah. <laughs> like which is like a thing so in some parts of the world i guess yeah i mean not where i'm from 
but yeah, not talking. where I'm from. It's not from where yeah. we're from. I've never heard that term before. Freaking Irish. Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> He's just like, no. You know this. We discussed this beforehand. We did not. I mean, like, like a long time beforehand. I have no memory of this. It was in our vows, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I have no memory of those. But, main topic, the cabal. Let's go. It's going to be a great show, guys. Let's let's uh, let's talk about this. In the game, the Cabal are the final race that's introduced to us. It appears that they've taken over most of Mars. So our first Grimoire card is the Cabal. I think you could follow a trail of shattered worlds all the way to their home. Tactically efficient, disciplined, and unrelenting, the Cabal are the greatest known military force in the system. Their origins and ultimate objectives are a mystery, but it seems clear they have conquered many more worlds than humanity has ever known. Cabal soldiers wear pressurized armor that replicates their environment of the uh, of their high-gravity homeworld. Their field tactics depend on ranks of legionaries supported by air power, elite infantry, and ultra-heavy armor. Uh, Baxter, why don't you read the next card? Let us fly through these. Okay. <clears throat> I have stayed with the Cabal even as the light in me dims. I have been too far from the Traveler for too long. If I am not destined to find my own guardian, at least I can inform the city of what I've learned. I thought Mars would be the place to find a guardian. The sand preserves everything well, and Clovis Bray had been famous for attracting talent. The brave, the brilliant, the footloose, those restless on earth and itching for fame. I stowed away aboard a Mars scout ship, hoping. No luck. The sand ate everything, clothes from skin, skin from bone. It was as if there were never any people here at all. I have been through every broken window in every building. Nothing. That is, no guardian material, and no ride back to earth. The scout was long gone. What I did find, however, was a way into the citadel. Oh, citadel! What I did find, however, was a way into the cabal war base. Their runty, pickish eyes are too dull to see me, as long as I stay out of their defense systems. The scions are a different matter. Too quick, too clever, throwing their minds around like hammers. I creep around walls or dig into a heap of canisters and watch from there. There is a vast empire behind these creatures, many star systems away. Some pledge allegiance to that far empire, obeying their ancient marching orders. Some do not. They disagree among themselves about the answers. I wish arguing cabal on no one. They slam their plated bodies into each other with horrendous roars. Intelligence gathering has never been so painful. Awesome. Purple, would you like to read the next one? Ghost Fragment Cabal 2. A hologram of a spinning golden planet in stasis turns gently. You can see the storms moving over its face, but when the commanders congregate below it, when they activate whatever controls are below, it changes. Fissures appear on its face. Is that their home? When the room empties, I play with the controls, but it's older, native technology that I don't recognize at all. I don't know what it means. It's not difficult to hide in these caverns when you're as small as I am, although the scions tend to look around them when they pass me. They are in, there are infinitely many cracks and crannies. 
they are not a race that fears infiltration or espionage. There is meaning to the structure and layout of their buildings. This is a warrior people, and they lay out their fortifications along ancient principles and time-tested strategies. I can't figure out the sense that lies behind it. I would need ten times the computing power for inference calculations, but I know it's there. I can intuit it. It's like an open hand ready to squeeze into a fist, a threat, a gesture of power. For all their might and strength, for all that they have dug into Mars and flung up battle walls with the bureaucratic grimness of conquerors, I suspect they are fleeing from something. That within their hard shells and thousand-folded shields is a sharp seed of terror. But of what? Does something follow them? Should we fear it too? So then, uh, this next card features a series of reports from groups of Cabal killed by Guardians. But to save time, we cut those bits out for the more important part. Uh, Kexen, would you please read the next card? Yeah, uh, just a quick question on the, the first part. It says native technology. What does mm-hmm. that mean to you? Is that native to Mars or native to their homeworld? Um, where does it say that exactly so I can the read the context? <clears throat> I read the last sentence. Um, when explaining with the controls. Uh, native technology that I don't... Re- I would say that's... Native. Oh, wow. I would hmm. say native cabal technology. Can it be native cabal when they're on another planet? That's what I'm trying to understand. I think, I think in, it can. In this sense, okay. it means native as in it is the technology that came with the spinning planet. Yeah, um, gotcha. Not like it's native to Mars. Yeah, good. Yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I would agree. Ghost Fragment Cabal 4. Analysis. This is an archetypical engagement. It represents many hundreds of failed operations. Guardian activity in the Freehold AO has exploded across recent campaign seasons. Tactical attrition exceeds both frictional projections and our ability to regenerate losses. New tactics are necessary. The primary threat to the Guardian's individual is the Guardian's individual counter-attrition capability. Guardians can be rebuilt after even total disintegrative trauma. This capability is provided by a small autonomous drone unit called a dead person, chance unclear. The dead person conceals itself during combat. It is not a viable target for direct fire. Satirization attacks by artillery, heavy air, orbital fire may have good effects although Guardians transmit frequently and refuse to assemble into large formations. Thank you, Bungie. Solitary dead persons have been observed in all areas of operation. The relationship between solitary and paired dead persons remains unclear. Science analysis indicates that specific areas are inimical to Guardian counter-attritional reconstruction. Phobos Command has initiated a orbital survey. BLI-2 will attack the Vexgated artifact in Meridian Bay to secure possible related intelligence. Flare analysis suggests that the Hive have developed unconventional counter-dead person capability. The capture of high leadership might yield vital strategic intelligence, including weapons or tactics capable of defeating Guardians permanently. We advance on we advance that the Hive fleet group near Saturn presents a strong target. For the primers, our highest duty done, unflinchingly loyal, 
Skyburner V-A-S-I. So, um, something I wanted to say here. Uh, crap, I'm sorry. This It shows um, the <clears throat> attention. It's drawing attention to the two things uh, that I know I personally <clears throat> will be talking about later. Uh, the Vex Gate artifact in Meridian Bay. It's talking about the gate that would eventually uh, be used to enter the Black Garden, as well as um, Hive have developed unconventional counter-dead person capability. Essentially, the Hive have a way of killing the ghosts easily, of killing the Guardians easily. So Yeah, and I, I can just add, I have a theory on the um, part where it says regenerate losses and mm-hmm. attrition war. So we'll be yes. getting to that later. Yeah, yeah. I have Looking a very, I have a very brief question about this card. Go for it. Um, when so this appears to be a letter mm-hmm. that was written. When when was this letter written? The fact that they, hmm, actually, because we advance the Hive Fleet group near Saturn presents. We advance that the Hive Fleet group near Saturn presents a strong target. So this has to be at the arrival or shortly after the arrival of Oryx, mm-hmm. but not before the uh, Dantalian blah, 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 yeah. smash into it. But then it says the, the Blind Legion will attack the Vexgate artifact in Meridian Bay to secure possible related intelligence. Oh, BL, that's clever. Blind Legion. I like it. Um... All that says is that they haven't yet done it. That they've secured it and they haven't done anything with it yet. Mm, okay, fair enough. Or they've temporarily lost control of it and need to yeah. to secure it. Which definitely did happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. And I mean, there are constantly Vex outside guarding it, so maybe it was like a... like. They were making sure they wanted to make the move. They weren't gonna just jump into it and be like, "Yes, mm-hmm. we're doing this." They were like, "Let's let's see this. Let's let's hold on to this. Yeah. Keep our keep our cl- our cards close to our chest, and then we'll make the mm-hmm. call." Perhaps it's like when the flayers are inside the cortex uh, on the um, the Mars strike that they have to physically be there close to the gate, so they have to secure an even closer stronghold to it to in order to send in the flayers. Mm. Well then, uh, let's let's move on to a little bit more specific about the Cabal, the Cabal Hierarchy. The last card was sent to Primus Ta'un. In the Cabal Hierarchy, the Primus is the highest that we know of. Like, And I do mean to say, like we know there is higher than Primus. I'm saying the highest we've encountered. Uh, so the next card will be Primus Ta'un. And this is... Um, Oryx taking Ta'on because he didn't really have much actual point in the story other than to be taken. You are Ta'on, Primus of the Skyburners, veteran of star-shaking campaigns, bond brother to Tlo'urn and Ma'ul, your beloved comrades, your faithful friends. For a while, you were the mightiest Cabal soldier in the system. You are taken. You are free now. Free of the ancient armor and sinking oil, stinking oil that kept you alive. Free of cold Phobos watches and desert air that wants to pull your guts out of your throat, out your throat. 
Breathe. Taste the sweet, forgotten air of home. But what happened? How did you get here? These are all these are important questions, Primus. What caused this? What code do you, did you obey? Duty. Duty brought you here. Duty is all there was for you. Your emperor told you to get aboard the dreadnought at any cost. I will go with you, Tolarun said, and you said, No, no, this is my duty. I will fight with you, Mawal said. And you said, Turn back, I will do this alone. You loved them, so you left them. After you crashed your command into the target and you did your very damnedest for the Emperor, for your duty, all against the Howling Horde. But wasn't it? But it wasn't enough, was it? That code is not enough. Sometimes you have to go alone. There is a knife for you. It is shaped like loneliness. Pick it up. You will not need these things anymore. Duty, camaraderie, pride. You will not need an emperor or a bond brother or any other code. You will not need anything at all. You will be your own whole purpose. A beautiful final purpose everlasting. Cut away these useless things. <clears throat> take the knife. Take it up and use it. Take your new shape. Anyone uh, have anything to say on that? I can do a little bit about Primus, but <laughs> you guys comment on the actual card if you want. Well, I was just going to say that as, as far as the Taken cards go, this is one of the longer ones. Mm. It gets more so, into his character. Yeah, yeah. Um... I was trying to think, is there anything, when it says, there is a knife for you, it is shaped like loneliness, pick it up. When we fight Primus Ta'un, what, what does he, does he have, does he have any special abilities, any special Taken abilities? Um, mm, no, no, but he does have a Taken Ogre companion, so it's a little yeah. weird that he's taking up loneliness to then just get a friend. He also has a yeah, like a um, ship-shaped gun, which is kind of cool. Does he? Well, it look yeah, to me. It looks like the hive, uh, the hive ships that are uh, oh. escorting the dreadnought. He's got thagomizers. Oh yeah, I'm pro- talking about the gun. Yeah, no, no. He's he's <laughs> he's got the thagomizer arms, yeah. the, uh, the <clears throat> titan arms. That's what he's got. I'm just looking up screenshots of him now because I can't remember. <laughs> well, while you do that, um, well, oh, sorry, yeah. Forrest, uh, Purple, do you want to say anything? Um, well, I don't know. It seems very sad to me. <clears throat> All the other Taken cards are are just, I don't know, for whatever reason, this one strikes me as being very sad, maybe because it's so much longer than the others mm. and goes into more detail. The rest of them, I was kind of like, eh. You're taken now. Congratulations, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I like I like what this is sort of uh, doing to the character, like with the game, um, because it's like you can play the game and you can see that Primus Talon or Talon was taken, and you can be like, oh, that's really that's really awesome. He got taken. He was like ripped into the the rupture, and then we fight him again. He's like completely different. He's badass looking, you know, with the taken skin colored and shit like that. And then and this is what Bungie should do. They should have those moments that are like, oh, that's awesome to experience, and it was like really cool. 
and then you can go into the lore and you can sort of like read his background and like see how how that process was and it sort of flips it it's no longer awesome it's actually it is sad you know um yeah and it, it gives it gives a new layer to a character and i think that's that should be the goal for future uh grimoire cards not the entirety of the story is in there but that is the like the personal That's, story. Yeah. Yeah, like there's the out there's a game and then there's another layer that you get mm. from the grimoire. Mm. Now, um I don't I don't know who was talking about his gun, but <clears> I agree. Yeah, uh, in me. Kicks. Oh, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, well, it really looks like the the dreadnought with the power weapon in the middle. But um so the primus tile is kind of interesting. Um ghost calls a Primus, an Admiral, when we kill Sha'al in the Garden Spire mission. And this actually sort of meshes well with the known ranks. First of all, Primus is, could be come from come, come from the title Primus Pillars, I think it is, in the Roman Empire, who was the commander of large force. And, well, if you go by the, as Gold says, it's an Admiral, then you have to look at the Navy sort of ranks, and and there's actually, I mean, there is a admiral rank that meshes well with uh, the lower ranks as well. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And sure, it's a naval team, but Skyburners use ships, ships also, so you can sort of mesh that. Hmm. Did I just read that one? Yeah, I just read that one. Uh, Baxter, uh, why don't why don't you take the uh, the two Valus cards there? Okay. Um. So. Valus Tluern. Um, Martian Battlefield reports note that Valus Tluern's weapon of choice is a back-mounted arc cannon. The device delivers a payload so powerful the Vanguard estimates Tluern could face a Goliath tank himself. <clears throat> the Valus carries recharging arc cells that feed energy to the cannon, allowing him to siege enemy emplacements indefinitely. Reports suggest he is commanded by Primus Taon, Taon? What did we, how did you pronounce it? Taon? And share battalion duties with Valus Maul. Together, this Cabal Triumvirate is responsible for the deaths of countless guardians on the Martian battlefields. And Valus Maul? Reports suggest Valus Maul's armor allows him a degree of maneuverability unseen from other Cabal warriors. It features a never-before-seen propulsion system that improves on the Valus's already considerable striking ability. Tales of his skill in hand-to-hand combat on the Martian front lines claim he carries no firearm into battle, preferring instead to charge headlong like a nimble boulder. (laughs) (laughs) That's so poetic. That never clicked before, oh my god. You fight like a nimble boulder. (laughs) <laughs> that is great. <clears throat> that is fucking great. Oh my god. So so the Valus Valus uh, rank is also it it worked very well. Valus is the second in command apart from the Primus. And again, if we go by navy terms, there's a, a the, so the the admiral has a vice admiral, the second in command, and also you have a rear admiral, which we'll, we'll come to a little bit, which is a Val. So it's sort of you can see that perhaps they have taken some inspiration from that. 
and also a second interesting point is that Maol has a special insignia on him that's close to the Skyburners logo, but not really. It's a unique logo for just for him. As awesome. of now. Well, isn't he fancy? Yeah. <laughs> Well then, uh, uh, Purple, why don't you take the Val and the Brachus for us? Okay. Um, Val Arun, enter as a soldier, survive on the crushed ambitions of lesser warriors. Arun's ascension to Val will never be considered official but by the Cabal High Command proper, but in the Scion of... <clears throat> in the Prison of Elders... <laughs> <laughs> in the Prison of Elders, the approval of the outside world is meaningless. His fellow prisoners, Arun is a Val worthy of following. And then Brachus Thaorg, victory comes on the wings of death. Reports of the one they call Brachus Thaorg began in the earliest days of the contact with the Cabal. The first guardians who faced him are long lost, but the legends speak of a powerful commander who secured the buried city with merely a fraction of the Cabal's forces on Mars. If these reports are accurate, they provide clues not only to Thaorg's tactical prowess, but to the Cabal lifespan. So, a little sort of also about these ranks. The Val uh, title is a little bit hard to pin down because it talks about it being an unofficial um, uh, going up in rank. So, it could be that Val is just a version of Valus, but it's unofficial. But um, as I said before, there are other Vals than Aruun. It's just that Val Aruun is the only one with a card. Uh, The original uh, Valus to Arik, Cerberus Vade, three strike, we kill three Vals of his. Oh, four, because one's hidden in the tank and we don't see his name. Okay, good. Well, that that debunks that. So Val is a lesser admiral, uh, often called a rear admiral, who controls the rear forces. But still works in conjunction with the, huh. the the vice admiral and the admiral. So we have the sort of the mesh. If you look at the Bond brothers, that's sort mm-hmm. of a cool thing. And the Brachus is the sort of the lowest of the high-ranking officers. Again, going by navy terms, that would be a, a captain. Awesome. So um, we now have the Cer- Cerberus V strike on the Ishtar Collective as a transcript. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, there are three. Sorry, no. There are four vals that we defeat yeah. in that in that mission. Did you say four? Maybe you did actually. I did. I said three, but one's hidden mm-hmm. in the tank, so we don't know his you name. You are. Yep, yeah, you're right. And, well, uh, it, it actually, I don't know. So, um, I think it was it was Z four from the forum who who mm-hmm. um put this shout out to Z four. <laughs> yeah, um, and he says that it's um Val Buark, Val Zuark, Val Maorg. And then he names the fourth Val as Val Kaul in the Goliath tank. Which is interesting. I I won't say he's wrong because I don't <laughs> know. But I don't yeah. ever remember seeing a name. Perhaps see, it's I, the kill cam. Oh. Yeah, maybe. That'd be clever. I have to, uh, if you could kindly share that, I will happily put that in the log so I can get more vowels in there. Well, yeah, let me, I'll share it with you, but we should also double check um, and ask how, how he got the last one. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah, he, uh, like I'm sure he got it from a legitimate place. But uh, yeah, uh, where were we? Kevin, why don't, why don't you, uh, 
Why don't you get us started on, uh, since it's going to give yourself a little shout out here, why don't you get us started on the lower ranks since we yep. just got through the higher ranks? And yes. uh, read uh, the Cabal and Centurion section since they're so short. Yeah, sure. Um, so from from there, we have a smatting of lesser ranks, which are harder to place. But Kix uh, has done a pretty good job going through it in his Lord chart. That we uh, next we have the Colossus. Yeah, it's always fun to talk about myself in third person <laughs> as the product lead. <laughs> yeah, and so. I am the founder of the Lord chart. Anyway, uh, so the Colossus. Um, so I place the Colossus and the Centurion side by side in the Lord because they both have three stripes on their armor, their physical armor in the game. So it's hard to distinguish who's uh, above or who's below, but they do have some distinct sort of markings above it. So I think Colossus has more of those little dots, so let's do them first. So Colossus. Where a Colossus stands, many will fall. Towering over their other cabal, equipped with rapid-firing heavy weapons and nearly impenetrable armor, the Colossus is the most devastating heavy infantry unit in the cabal order of battle. And beneath it, or besides it, the, the, you have the shielded Centurions. Centurion. They're not breaking. Why aren't they breaking? Centurions are tactically intelligent, highly skilled field commanders. Their armor boasts a formidable array of combat electronics and deployment munitions. So, uh, if you look at uh, that part, so uh, both were three stripes. So that will be equivalent of a sar, sar, yeah, sergeant. Um, if you go, but here we're jumping over to to military. If we'll continue on the theme of navy, we can't find these three stripes. But if we go over to military ranks, we can find them. So that's equivalent of a sergeant or a, a commander, which basically is a centurion. Uh, d don't forget to read the Taken Centurion. Yeah, I'm I'm getting to it. Okay. <laughs> the ta <laughs> so the Taken Centurion. You are a Centurion, commander of the battlefield, the eye and the fist of the Cabal, the tough letter that binds the unit together. Awesome. Is he the last one? Yeah, he's the last one. So then I will uh I will take the phalanx and the legionary here then we have in a sort of equal placement the phalanx and legionaries uh phalanx remember they have to take a shot sometime that sounds like something Cade would say right <laughs> it does <laughs> uh yeah phalanx shoulders carry massive shields used for both attack and defense while this protection is nearly impenetrable clever opponents can bait the phalanx or sneak shots around the shield and then uh, the phalanx is what's also taken, so the taken phalanx. Your phalanx, one shield in the stalwart cabal line, advancing patiently into the storm. And I, I can add quickly here that the phalanx have two stripes on their shield, so they would technically be below the commanders, but above legionary, because legionary does not have any any stripes. So, and the two stripes would be a lieutenant. Hmm. Awesome. Then the Legionary. Their only tactic seems to be slow advance. The problem is, they're really good at it. Again, that this sounds like Cade. <laughs> Propelled by jump packs and wielding powerful slug rifles, Legionaries are the Cabal's line infantry and the backbone of their military power on the ground. Common Legionary tactics center on the bounding advance, 
some units attack the target while others close and range close the range or find new firing positions. Now, uh, legionaries were not taken, and I think the simple answer behind why they're not taken is because the main difference between a legionary and a phalanx is that a phalanx has a shield. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I mean, the, the legionary <laughs> is your typical grunt private. It doesn't... I haven't found any, or my scouts haven't found any... That's right, I have scouts. Uh, any markings on them, so I can't really... But they, they are described as the grunt, <laughs> the private. Yeah. And... uh you have scouts. So, so then, so then yeah, I have scouts. It's, I mean, <laughs> as you said, this, this community is amazing, and I got, I had people helping me going out scouting areas and people. Baxter, you have a, you have, you have a forum. You essentially have two websites. You have a podcast, and you're upset that he has scouts. <laughs> Purple, we need some scouts. I will try to acquire <laughs> some scouts. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> okay, Mister hey, Burns, would you please read the Scion cards? Yes, certainly. Um, So, Scion. There is no higher warfare than deception. Scions are smaller than all other cabal morphs and may be an unrelated species. Hyperintelligent, fast and unpredictable, they possess strong psionic capabilities, including the ability to emit disorienting and deadly psychokinetic arc blasts. Which are really annoying. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Oh God, Arkburn. I do, I have nightmares. <laughs> um, and taken Scion, you are a Scion, clever, canny specialist, bolted into the Cabal hierarchy, a pilot, an investigator, a manipulator, an operative. So the the Scions also don't have any insignia on them and i mean but they are like this card says they are bolted into the uh, cabal hierarchy and again going by the roman theme you have different armies that were bolted into their hierarchy if i remember correctly so mm-hmm. it's an interesting you can't really place them but they seem to be to the side or i mean structurally hierarchically probably below normal legionnaires mm-hmm. it, it really seems like they're not organically a part of the cabal no they are bolted okay. into the cabal hierarchy uh and maybe an unrelated species there's 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 always been uh, hints that they are different from the cabal yeah and if yeah. you i mean if you headshot a scion they don't violently explode like a, a normal cabal does like a legionnaire and upwards does they, mm. they, it's more like a small very discreet <laughs> Yeah, they, they. I actually noticed that in year one, their heads don't explode. They they grab their heads, and I I thought it was the funniest thing just to make like science go like, "Ow, my head!" and then fall to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually you were the, the, my scout at that time when we found that out. My God! Don't yeah, he's, don't he's got scouts dare, everywhere. I don't. Don't you dare try to lower my rank. To scout. <laughs> I just bolted you into my hierarchy. That's right, and on. <laughs> that's not. That's not how that's this actually, works. I forgot you. All right. <clears throat> you know, you do. You do actually use a scout rifle, Anon. That has nothing to do with this. Doesn't you it? Are Anon. <laughs> Clever. There is. There is a hawk moon on the back of my avatar. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
so it's bolted onto my back, so you can't be calling me a scout. If it's I mean, bolted like, on, I'm, like how do you use it? I I, I bend that over. Shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, Kexon, you have a uh, a theory on the cabal that you'd like to share? Yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> well, I'll start with a little, a little uh, detail that I found, uh, or rather that Snooty's found, a, a Slack user. And I think it's a little, it's a tad interesting uh, because it connects to the Hive. And it's a patrol mission that's, uh, that's called Collect Symbiotes. And it's on Mars. Mm-hmm. And the description is, kill the Cabal's mysterious scions, remove their symbiote for processing and analysis. And when you gather the uh, uh, the, the collect um, the item that you are collecting, it's called a scalpel leech, and it uses the I think it's the network key logo. But um, the scalpel leech is also used in a patrol mission on Mars, where you go out and you. Uh, the description is peel scalpel leeches from the flesh of dead hive knights so their enzymes can be extracted. Mm-hmm. So both missions require the player to gather scalpel leeches from either scions or from hive knights on moon, moon and Mars. And the scalpel leech on the hive knight has a different logo. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I just wanted to hear your guys' sort of thoughts on why, <laughs> why this is. This is just a... Bungie being lazy and reusing assets, or so is there actually something about symbiotes and the scions? You know, I think I think there actually I think there definitely is something about it. Um, the the scion card, the taken, sort of implies that they're slaves to the cabal, and that would uh, that would be a pretty good reason as to what, like how they're slaves. There's something sort of forcing them. Everyone else? Yeah, I think um, I'm just loading up the, the, the Taken Scion card. Ah, but, um, sorry. Yeah, uh, it does It does <clears throat> give that impression that they're kind of... We, we, we've always we've always thought that the, the Scions kind of aren't the same species as the Cabal. Mm-hmm. Um, the original so Scion yeah. card says that they may be an unrelated species. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been building up since vanilla, like. Yeah. So maybe maybe the scalpel leeches are actually like the way they're controlled, or maybe it's completely unrelated. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Entirely possible. Yeah. Also, uh, so the scalpel leeches—that's actually what it's called when you kill the scions. Like, it's not just the same item. It is called you're peeling scalpel leeches off of them. Yeah. Because there is also the um, the Tears of Olympus that you get, which are a similar type of thing. It's only they're not – they wouldn't be, uh, like, organic. They're more machine from some machine on Mars that's, like, essentially just spitting them out into the air. And it's yeah. it's latching on to Vex and Cabal. Par- or, as it said, particularly the strong ones or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a cytom machine or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's specific to Mars as well. That wouldn't the unless we there's a facility on the moon that also spews out Olympus tears. Yeah, that's that's possible. I don't if know. If you sorry. Oh god, 
Um, if you remember uh, Olympus Mons, if I don't know if any of you are familiar with at all familiar with Mars, uh, uh, what's the word? Geography, I suppose. Uh, Topography, rather. Um, the largest volcano in the entire system belongs to Mars. Uh, it's called Mount Olympus Mons. Mm-hmm. It's a lo- very, very large shield volcano that's at least twice the size of Mount Everest. Hmm. So that could be some sort of exit point. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, sorry. Sorry, finish your thought. Oh, it's, they're just called Tears of Olympus, so it just immediately makes me think of Olympus Mons. Oh, okay. Uh, because when you actually do spawn on, into the patrol on Mars, if you look, I believe it's to the right, if you look to the right, that giant mountain in the skybox is actually of the Olympus Mons mountain. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They covered that on the uh, the ride along. Was it on the? I, I don't know. I don't know if it was on the ride along, or maybe I've just got this impression from somewhere else. But was the was there some hint that the Black Garden was under Olympus Mons? Maybe I've just made that up. The Black Garden is somewhere connected to the Tharsis Junction. Mm. So. If you were to look at like a, a map of Mars and look where the Tharsis uh, Junction essentially would go, because I'm pretty sure it is a line, like you can mm-hmm. see yep. uh, stretch out uh, Tharsis, yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it, if that goes under or around Olympus Mons, it's definitely possible. Uh, Thars, um, basically Olympus Mons is on. I, as I read it here, let's see. It's on the northwestern edge of the Tharsis Bulge, so it, it does lie within that region of Mars. Okay, that's cool. interesting. I mean, I did wonder when, they, you know, when the the, the Tenebrous Tunnels um, mission came out. You know, there was always in Vanilla, there was always yes, it, it, there was always this impression that the Black Garden was supposed to be on well. Not Mars, I guess. Like yeah. was it on Venus? No, uh, I I, no, I know what you're thinking. It's it's uh the plateau. Go on. The, there's there's this in the Black Garden when you actually mm-hmm. when you look into the skybox, there's that giant plateau. Yeah. It's actually a spot on Mars. Oh right, okay. But based on uh where it's located, it's where it should be. It isn't. The space behind the the giant gate is mm-hmm. supposed to be where that plateau is located. I saw I saw like back in year one, someone did like some research on that and said how oh, like cool. it's supposed to be there, but it isn't. And then when you look at it, it's like underground now. So it's almost like they took it and then put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. When, when, yeah. when you enter the Black Garden, it, it does say that you are not on uh, Mars anymore the first time you enter it. So I mean, and then you are back on Mars when you destroy the yeah. heart. Yeah, you tether it back to yeah. uh, to Mars. Yeah, and isn't Icor doesn't Icora have a line about like needing to try to keep the Black Garden att- yeah. like anchored to where it is so it doesn't float off or yeah. something? Yeah, the yeah. the Vex are trying to. Uh, to hide it again, not in those words exactly, but yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, the region that we go into, um, the the region, like every planet has its own region, like the Ishtar, the Ishtar sink on Venus, uh, the one for 
um, the one from Mars is the um, Meridian Bay. The there is a small ridge near, like a small valley, so to speak, near um, Olympus Mons, and it is called the Sinus Meridiani. In English, that means Meridian Bay. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Very clever. Mm. All right. Well, I can go on to my second theory. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually uh, well, it's more of a uh, let's see. So my I have a theory on why the Cobalt came to our system and why what their plans are. This awesome. could get a little bit large, but let's see. <laughs> um, so this is a very spin foil theory uh, oh, on God, the reasons yeah. for the Cobalt presence. Yes. Beforehand. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's been a big plot hole for many lore theorists for many years, right? The hive are chasing the traveler in its light, the fallen want the great machine to, to be theirs again, and, and the Vex are trying to insert themselves into space and time. But what what is the cabal motives for being here? <clears throat> um, it's suggested that they are, they are running from something, fleeing, perhaps. Uh, and I, my theory is that they came to our system to mine something to aid them in this quest. Uh, so let's start with some actual lore connections because this is not a very this lore this theory isn't very anchored in lore specific points. So I would rather call it a speculation than a, than a theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but before you, before you begin, can I, I just uh, cut you off really quick? Do it. Uh, just for a matter of time, because I actually did not expect a theory this this large. Like this is <laughs> a like seven pages. You know, like that's how big the show notes are. Um, <laughs> any true. way that we can yes. get like the brief version of this, like I'm not yes. trying to like cut you off oh. or anything, just for the sake of time. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so I'll do the um, the lore connections and then I'll do a brief summary. Awesome, is that right? thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so the ghost scan trans Jovian thread. Uh, there's a notification from three days ago. A primus to arm suspended all Phobos mining operations and recon pending investigation on the trans-Jovian threat, which would be the dreadnought. So this is the Taken King. And then you have another scan called the Cabal Losses. Uh, it's goes together. Cabal mining sites across Mars and Phobos have been hit. Losses to Blind Legion is 35%. Losses to Sand Eaters is 58%. And Dust Giants, 39%. What is this? So if you take those are like the the points I want to make here because they they are referring back to mining operations. It's a mining site. It's not talking about the Firebase Rubicon or it's focusing on the mining, the actual mining. And I think, uh, I mean, the Cobalt came post collapse into our system. They didn't pursue on. So if their goal was to go for Earth to take our planet, they would probably not have stopped on Mars to to dig in, right? That's my reasoning behind it. And um, Mars has a lot of unique um, resources, like the relic iron, which is a very high-density uh, material used for our armor. And, I mean, you can't really shoot through a... Well, you can, but not many weapons can shoot through a phalanx shield, so there could be something there. Um Wait, 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 wait. There are weapons that can shoot through the phalanx shield? Yeah, there. I think there are a couple of them that can actually shoot through them, right? Armor-piercing rounds or something. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
I didn't know that. That's Boom. amazing. Like if that's if that's true, that's amazing. I did not know that at all. Triton. That would that would add a lot of value to armor piercing rounds again, especially well, if I, Destiny I'm not 2 sure is that it's specifically armor piercing rounds, but I do know there's some guns that go through their shield. Well, I, I now I'm now I became very unsure all of a sudden when you said that I'm going to Google that while we continue this show. Well, I'm just saying it's really quick. Bungie should do that and then make phalanxes like D2, like this phalanx is everywhere where it becomes like that perk is now so valuable to weapons because of the the mass amount of phalanxes. But sorry, sorry, con- con- continue your theory. That just the knowledge of that possibility got me excited. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, my theory goes on a little bit about um, what, how the Cabal have shifted their instruments. So they, they came to Mars, in my theory, to mine, and then they found the Vex and got highly interested in the Vex, even so that they established a blind legion that's zealously going through and, and uh, clearing out the, um, well, the dig site, I suppose, where they found... Vex architecture, and I mean they've even penetrated the Vex, what is it, mind mesh or thought mesh or something. Um, but then again, when we arrive, their focus sort of shifts again because they are in a war, war of attrition against the Vex, and here we come, dwindling their forces. So they shift again their focus, and you have two sort of ominous points here uh, that I wanted to bring up and. One of them is, let's see, the fleet-based chorus, Phobos card. The Skyburner fleet has yet to be deployed against the city, bringing Zavala the fear that the Cabal have yet to launch their core campaign. And then beyond the sky questline for Warlocks, uh, it reads, Thralls beyond numbers are gathering between the stars. Vast armies of Cabal plan to break our walls. Our enemies share one advantage over us, numbers. So I think that what was once a uh, mining operation had, has rapidly changed into them going uh, on an they are planning a campaign against the last city. And I mean, if you look at these uh, leaks that have been going on with the uh, mega blocks, mega constructs, where you have Cabal and Shaxx facing off inside the tower, that's a very interesting um, thought indeed. So that's the the uh, TLDR of that that uh, theory thoughts. Yeah, I I completely agree. I like absolutely do. I, I don't. So let me let me just yeah <laughs> let me just explain because I I feel as though I, I agree with a lot of the points that you made, but I feel like the cabal. Um, that theory paints the Cabal as a race who um, are focused on mining and have arrived in our system, and now the you know their 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 war on us is kind of opportunistic almost. And I don't think I mean I'm, the, the universe is a big place. I don't think the Cabal would have come to our system without a very specific reason for doing so. You know, I don't think... I, I, I just find it hard to believe that there's something in our system that is... Again, this isn't really based on law, you know. This is this is <laughs> just my own 
Yeah. Um, that like mm-hmm. like that they could have gone anywhere to to get resources, but the thing that our system has that other systems don't have is the traveler. Yeah, but it also if you add to that, the relic iron is a post-collapse material. It does if that's true, it that didn't exist before the collapse. Yeah. So, I mean, material could be unique to our system because no other system has been hit by this giant sort of pulse of light or whatever the traveler did. So it could have created unique resources that could have drawn it. I mean, sure, I, I agree, it's very speculative. Uh, so it's hard to to uh, put any real arguments against it. But that's the reasoning behind why they would come to mind. And I agree, they don't sound like a mining race. They are a, a, a race that goes out to war. But even war needs resources. And I think that's the reason they sort of came here. Because why stop at Mars if if they are indeed going to take our planet, why stop there and let us sort of build up this this giant city? If they came during the Dark Ages, it would have been a lot easier to just plow through Earth. Well, I don't think it was, though. I mean, I, I don't, I think, um, you know, we do have some evidence that they attacked the moon. You know, there are, there are um, <clears throat> cabal ships on the moon sure. in the, the Hoffman. Yeah, the cauldron map. Um, I think, so I have my own theory around this, but it's not necessarily Cabal-centric, um, which I don't know if I should, should I go into? Yeah, like, you know, just... So I basically think that the reason that humanity has survived for as long as it has is because all four of these races arrived at pretty much the same time. Mm-hmm. And... They have basically been in a war against each other just as much as they have against us, which, you know, since every race is effectively taking part in a war that's on four fronts, that has given humanity the opportunity to survive. And I think if the Cabal had not been um, confronted by the Vex on Mars and, and potentially defeated by the hive on the moon, the cabal would have traveled to every other planet in the system and mm-hmm. tried to take over. But they have limited resources and they've had to focus their firepower on on predominantly the Vex. Uh, that's a good counter. That it is, is I agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, still I still said with uh with Kex and the, that they okay. came here primarily Maybe not primarily, but that they came here not with intention of wiping us, wiping humanity yeah. out. They just came here on regular Cabal expedition, found Mars, began mining because that's what they need to do. Found the like they they yeah. unknowingly came into war, and that wasn't their exact intention because you don't send your core army out just for no, you know. There's a system. We don't know what's in there. Send the core army there. No, you send your scouts out, and then if there is something there, you send your army. You know, mm. so I, that's that's sort of where I stand. Like the scouts go out, they have their mini war and resource uh, farming campaign, and then they say, "Shit hit the fan. We need the full army," and the full army comes. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, at the same time, you know, in 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 war, like if you look at like the Second World War, for example, um, if we imagine the Cabal are this galactic empire, mm-hmm. then they probably don't have the ability, you know, like you did, a, a country didn't send all of their troops to one location because they need their troops everywhere. Mm-hmm. You 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 figure out like right, what is the what is the most amount of troops that we can afford to send to this particular battle? It might be that the the battle in our system wasn't really con- the cabal maybe didn't they thought we can take this quite easily we don't need to send uh, an entire you know like one of our one of our core armies as you put it mm-hmm. um, we can just send a small battalion and th- yeah th- they might have thought. That was going to be enough. That was enough to win and and capture the the resource, the the I don't know um, the stuff that they wanted, whether that's the traveler or whatever else. Um, and then they realised actually that wasn't enough. Now we have to send our our core army. Mm. But I do. I mean, I, I do accept your point. I, I I'm not convinced either way. I just think that that I'm not necessarily persuaded by that argument because I do think that there are other ways of explaining why things are the way they are for the yeah. That makes yeah sense. of course and that's I mean that's a uh, that's a good point because as I said earlier this is a very speculative theory so <laughs> yeah and and, and that the reason why it's speculative is because there's very little to actually build well, I, mean, I mean multiple theories will yeah of course be as correct as mine I I, th- I'm, I think I'm getting it backwards, but it's in in it's actually more of an inductive theory than speculative. You know, you're not you're not just saying like out of nothing. You're you're looking at what the game has presented and coming to the conclusion of what the order of events were. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, speculative would be a little more like free thought, in my opinion. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't know that word, so that's a good word. Yes. But uh, what, what, what's everyone else's uh, thoughts on this? We've sort of been talking over Mike and Purple here. <laughs> Purple had something to say. I'll let her go first. I did. Oh, did you say? No. I thought you were going to butt in. No, no. You, oh, no. you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I I think I agree the most with um, Kexon. Your, your theory... I don't really the the cabal haven't been a huge interest to me, but um, I really I really like the point that you made about the I really never looked into the mining aspect of the cabal. Obviously, there's um, there's resources in our system that they probably haven't seen where they come from, and like you said, this is a highly militarized race, as Ghost so loves to say, but. They basically, like you said, they they need weapons for war, and in order to make weapons, they need the materials and resources for those. And I think that there's maybe resources within our system that they haven't seen and haven't used before, and that might be why they brought along groups like the Flayers, because they need groups that can develop develop new weapons from the resources that they see within our system, and that's why they have engaged in such a large mining and engaged in such a large standing operation uh in the Meridian Bay over over the last since over the last two, several hundred years since the collapse. So I I, Kex, I really like what you said. 
some uh, purple. Do you have anything to add? Not really. I mean, I'm I'm very frustrated by the cabal. I'm I'm fascinated by them because <laughs> we don't know anything. But that's why I'm so frustrated with them because we don't know all that much at all about them, and so yeah. it makes it really hard for me to draw any conclusions, which is kind really? of my job. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I tweeted out when I was going through like everything that had the word cabal in it, going through all of those, and there are a lot of things that come up for searching the word cabal, but there is not a lot of information. <laughs> there is a few things that have thing have anything concrete that you can go, I know this about the cabal. Like I know the fallen need ether. I know the hive worship the worm gods. I know the vex are this hive mind and can do their stupid vex things i don't want to get into that but the cabal i know they're 800 pounds don't don't trust ghost <laughs> yeah nah he he's a drama queen they're probably only like 650 yeah <laughs> Well, th- I think that's why the cabal interests me because I'm an analyst at work, so my my job is naturally trying to fill blanks from limited information. So, mm-hmm. and that's what the cabal are. I mean, they are the least known race. People try. I mean, people sort of skip them because we don't know a lot about them. But there is some there is some strong hints that you can use to sort of, sort of form a theory. Um, so, you want to go on to my second theory? Before we go was on, that not I your just, second third? Um, cabal is also a word in English, um, and I thought no was, way. Yeah, <laughs> and not everybody knows every word in English, Anon. I don't know every word. I was actually surprised. Um, so oh. the definition is the contrived schemes of a group of persons secretly united in a plot as to overthrow a government. Fallen means I remember fell hearing down. that definition in vanilla and <laughs> looking at this race. I, I feel like I tilted my head to the side just asking, why would a highly militarized race that blows up planets and moons just for getting in, in their way be called that? Yeah, and that was, I, I just it might that. be revealed in the future, but it's just, it's that, that term still confuses me when you're applying. Yeah, you know, it Ooh. It makes you wonder what, if Bungie was trying to tell us something about them with their mm. name or if they just thought it was a cool word. But I feel like that doesn't happen I mean, very often. Well, yeah, I mean, Vex is a word in English. What? <laughs> What's that? I don't, I, I don't know if anybody is being sarcastic anymore. I mean, he is <sighs> Swedish. He might, he might actually be surprised. Are you Swedish? Yeah, I'm Swedish. Okay. Can't you tell by my accent? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Thank all the, the random European accents there are in the world. Random? Yeah, random. How dare you. You Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where we have one accent. That except is for not all true. With that is not <laughs> true. My God. See, I knew Mike disappeared. Uh... He was he was saying something and he just dropped off. Yeah. He he lost internet connection. I thought it was really professional how Purple dealt with that though. Agreed. Yeah, I I ruined it. I went. We, and she we just, were all like, oh, huh? what? Huh? Hello, hello. 
Hello. I Hello. just I don't know what just happened. I just dropped out of the conversation. Okay. Well, we'll be Swedish. All right. I mean, well, Skype is a Swedish program after all. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's get back anyway. On uh, anyway, yeah. What was uh, mentioned uh, before, though, was a leaked Mega Construct set. Now, the set was actually uh, pulled, but the description still remains. I have it right here. It was the Cabal Bruiser Battle Building Set. Uh, buildable hangar platform set the scene for a clash between a Bruiser's crushing strength and a Master Swordsman's skill. A legendary warrior faces his greatest contest yet in the tower hangar. Wield his razor hero wielding his razor hero of the crucible. Lord Shax prepares to pit his blade against the furious cleavers of the of a cabal red guard. So, a bruiser in this case would be a new cabal type, like the scion, the legionary, the phalanx, the centurions, etc. And cleavers, um, I think it's just like a clever word, like the clutches, the cleavers uh, of a cabal red guard, which would be the sand eaters, the dust mm. somethings, uh, giants. dust giants. giants. Thank you. The dust giants, the blind legion, the etc. Uh, what, what's everyone's? Everyone, I have very particular thoughts on this, and I I, I go counter with the popular interpretation. So, what is everyone else's thoughts on this before I get a little like no, shut up about it? I always feel very uncomfortable speculating about things so that haven't been in the game yet. Hmm. That's that's the only thing. I mean, I, I do have I do have thoughts about it, and obviously, uh, I find it really interesting. But I'm always just a little bit like, well, I want to know what's ha- what happens next, of course. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of feel like if it's not in the game yet, then there's a chance that it's going to change. It sounds it sounds pretty. It sounds like it would be a difficult thing to change at this point. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> that's my that's my main thought. Yeah. All right. My uh, <laughs> my first when I actually hadn't heard of this until now, but um, the word that stood out to me was red guard. Um, mm-hmm. Harkening back to our uh, last week's episode discussing the. Uh, Russian Civil War with Rhino. Um, the if you remember, the Red Guard were the uh, eventually became the um, were the core were the was the core. The Red Guards were the core unit of the Red Army during the Russian Civil War, and actually eventually formed into what we know now is the uh, Soviet Armed Forces. So they basically were the main fighting force for the Red Army during the Russian Civil War, but eventually became the core army and what we basically knew as the Red Army during uh, the Second World War and the um, uh, the Second World War and the ensuing Cold War against the United States. So very, very interesting that they chose to use that 
specific uh, that specific termage to describe a, a new cabal formation. Mm. I think it, I think it implies that we're getting closer to the cabal that sit with the like emperor. The emperor, yeah, yeah. This is the red guard. He probably has the red guard, the blue guard, the yellow guard, the purple guard, the fuchsia guard. <laughs> purple guard the silver guard the rainbow guard <laughs> i love I, that's an image i would love yeah. to see the rainbow cabal guard <laughs> well uh my 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 immediate uh thought on this was not to believe a damn thing it says other than <laughs> bruiser and cabal red guard those are the only things you should you should take from this, in my opinion. Just that it because it's sort of hard to deny that Cabal are a very hot topic right now. They are a very likely possibility for the sequel for the whatever next expansion we get, because I don't want to necessarily call it D two. But it is very likely that it will be Cabal. And seeing this sort of furthers that in my opinion and it sort of gives us a little insight to what will be coming you know because if we saw like taken captain fighting you know whoever it'd be like oh i don't know what that is but we'll i guess we'll see and then we would see Mm -hmm. in taken king um i don't think you should go farther than that a lot of people like to like see a legendary warrior faces his greatest contest in yet in the tower hangar so people are immediately saying that this mega block set is going to essentially reenact a cutscene in destiny to or the next immediate expansion uh which i cannot see happening i cannot see because what they immediately uh jump on is that the tower is going to be destroyed and i believe fully that the tower will be destroyed but it is too early for that it is way too early for that and i feel like the reason that people keep coming back to that conclusion is because of the possibility that our characters will not be carrying over and <laughs> someone and I'm sort of starting to hate them now because of it someone had the genius idea that maybe the tower gets destroyed so all our weapons and stuff are gone like uh huh <laughs> like that's a good reason which was like yeah that's that's clever i guess but now it's just like really biting me in the ass because uh, I don't like hearing that the tower is going to be destroyed. It's from a story standpoint, I just think it is way too soon to have such a cataclysmic event. Because as it stands right now, if the tower were to be destroyed, I would not give a shit. It is not established as anything mm-hmm. I care about, yeah. so it would just it'd be, it be it would be like killing. Uh, pick a pick a frame. Or except except for the the broom, no, no. I'm saying like like Vanguard Quartermaster or Crucible Quartermaster or the Postmaster or any frame yeah, off on the cool. reef. Yeah, I don't care you if they die. Are a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> yeah. Don't hate on my boy Arkite. Or Ronnie. Or Roni. Or Xander. Or definitely. See, people which, care. Which one um, is the Vanguard Quartermaster? Roni. That's Roni. Uh, there is a Roni has a line where she says she. I forgot the exact line, and I heard it again last week, and it makes me so happy to hear this line. She essentially is turning Cade down uh, in his 
proposition to acquire pictures from her. What? Uh, uh... <laughs> I think. Uh... Okay, so, so that's the cabal. Yeah, I just, I, you, you guys brought it there. I just wanted to say one of my favorite things about the only other frame that I have any knowledge on, I guess. Uh, but yeah, in my opinion, do not look at this as anything other than bruisers, cabal, red guard, and what would sell money? Oh, I know. Lord Shacks in the tower hangar, a very simple scene to create, fighting a new cabal type. That would sell money. That's that's what Mega Blocks did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would love it if Lenny James would just like you know you press a button on the back of Shax's armor, he just says like random things. I, I would I would buy like this is awesome. <laughs> I would not I would not buy that because that would that would scare me. I'd be like just terrified like in the middle. Goes, of the this is amazing. Yeah, because oh, like in the middle of the night, you just hear a noise. Stand like, tall, Guardian. <laughs> you just wake up to the house creaking. Like, what? What, what is that? This is amazing! Like, <laughs> I can't well, believe what I'm seeing. That's even worse. I have woken up to like musical toys going off in the middle of the night. I can tell, tell you it's creepy as hell. So I don't know if it would be more calming to hear shacks. Oh my god. But my brother, I would still freak out. My brother had this toy when we were kids that was a a teddy bear that was dressed like a cowboy and it would talk to you and it had no off button. Oh. And when you didn't play with it for a while, it would like go into sleep mode. But if it got disturbed, it'd be like, howdy, partner. <laughs> and it would start moving. Nightmares. Just a quick, my, my wife had found a toy from her childhood and it was this little doll. And it, it, at one time it had like a cute girly voice saying Swedish cute baby things. But now the sound was so distorted it came out like a demon. <laughs> and that thing went off in the middle of the night going, hello. <laughs> that was the creepiest thing I've ever heard. Okay, so back to topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to continue with my second theory? Did you not already have a second theory? Oh, well, that, well, actually, the first scalpel which just wasn't the theory, more of a question. <laughs> okay. This is a proper theory, oh, and I God. will tell the art as well. Awesome. So it, it, it sort of harkens to what Baxter was talking about, uh, the uh, sort of the problem with limited resources and limited forces. So I have a, a theory, and again, a, a speculation or a, what do you call it? Inductive oh. reasoning. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I didn't, that, I didn't realize or, you were calling back to me. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's that at best. So, um, in how the Cabal reinforce themselves. So, we know that the Cabal detachment here is a long way from home. I mean, it talks about them going into cryo to come here. So, I think they, they... I mean, it would be troublesome for them to reinforce their troops. Uh, but I do think... The, there isn't a need for them to sort of... What, there wasn't a need for them prior to us coming uh, to reinforce from their own system because I think they use another method to achieve this goal. So the lore points from the Cabal 4 card uh, analysis in this just a little section. This is an archetypical engagement 
it represents many hundreds of failed operations. Guardian activity in the freehold AO has exploded across recent campaign seasons. Tactical attrition exceeds both frictional projections and our ability to regenerate losses. New tactics are necessary, and I'm emphasis on the regenerate losses. Uh, the Cabal 3 card mentions attrition again. That's a job for an elite unit. Not a few scout legions bogged down in attrition war. We should wait until and then someone gets shot. And then the Blind Legion card says, Cabal presence on Mars is locked in an endless war with the Wicks. So you have a, a few points here. You have attrition, you have endless and regenerate losses. It's not reinforce losses, it's regenerate losses. Uh, sure, I mean, we have several instances where Cabal have, we have different difficulties in making their language make sense and they have, they lack certain words. But I think these three combined sort of uh, focuses on a specific point. So, I mean, tactical attrition is the act by wearing down your opponent through numbers. Just letting, if you have more soldiers than them, well, eventually, hopefully you will win. But, I mean, if if the Cabal Detachment is so far from their system that they have to cryo-sleep to get here, they would have a finite amount of soldiers. Mm. But I do think they are not manufacturing... Not a finite amount of leaders. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, yeah. But mm. they would... They don't have a finite amount of soldiers because of this, but they do have a finite amount of leaders because yes. you can't just make a leader. Exactly, and that's another point that I'm coming to. Oh, I'm, I'm glad sorry. you see the same thing. No, it's good. That supports it. Uh, but I think they manufacture soldiers in a mm. sort of cloning, regeneration, I don't know. They are called Kabarmorphs. So uh, let's see. Uh, I would have to skip a little bit on my notes here because they're quite long. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think they can be in an attrition war against the Vex, because yeah. they can regenerate losses over time. But when we arrive, we add another factor which would pull their trajectories below what they can regenerate. Oh. Uh, so, let's see. Here, yeah. here we go. Against the Darkness questline. So, and this is coming back to your point, Aeon. Do you ever think about this is case sixing? Do you ever think about how far from those some of those critters have come to kill us? Cabal centurions sometimes spend time in cryo to de to deploy to to the Mars or Phobos garrisons. That's dedication. Too bad they're all going to end up the same way, disappointed and you, you know dead. And that's also again like you said, you can't create leaders. You can create an infinite amount of soldiers in this case, but you can't create leaders. And I think that's that's also sort of a that also sort of supports this theory that you send leaders to this area. So if a clone soldier is an omnium soldier and they start climbing in the ranks, they become centurions or colossus, and then they are sort of recognized as a leader. And that also you have let's see if I, I think I pulled uh, it's the Bracus Thorg card. If these mm -hmm. reports are accurate, they provide clues not only to Thorg's tactical prowess, it, that's when he takes the back to the uh, Bird City, but the Cabal lifespan. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he's been around for long, and I think that's the common thing with Cabal leaders. They have been around for a long time, so they started out as nameless clones and then sort of gradually morphed into becoming leaders because they are survivors. They are battle-tested veterans. 
so to, to to essentially put this in a very simple like where did this inspiration come from star wars they they literally just had they made clone wars in the cabal essentially they i just, haven't seen that i'm sorry oh. to say that but if you can make that reference that's good I mean, well, I don't. I'm not a big Star Wars nerd. I might be, might be butchering the details, but essentially, from my understanding, uh, the the <clears throat> the um, they have a, essentially a clone army. That you know, I I don't I don't know what, what more to say. To <laughs> they just make they keep making the same soldier over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And this could just be a sort of a, we haven't really had any uh, deep uh, engagements with the Cabal, but you don't see a lot of named Cabal on the sort of the Legionary and Phalanx levels. Mm-hmm. You have you have the Centurions and upwards have names, but the Lomar doesn't. But you have some Fallen that are named, even though they are dregs. Mm-hmm. And you like have Pekus. some Hive. Yeah, and you have some Hive that have special names, and you think you have some... Vex units that are the lowest level but still have unique names, and I think that's because they, that's really just a bulk of their their uh, the soldiers. So they are just unnamed mm-hmm. clones. I I love that theory. I really do. That's the end. So please uh, comment, Baxter. Uh, I disagree with all of that. No, not really. That's, <laughs> that's just that's just a joke. No, I think that's no. I was actually hoping you would. It's always. It's no, no, I, fun to no, hear other opinions. In, in this case, um, I don't disagree. I think I hadn't really thought about this before, but it's a really interesting point that they don't have any named, um, like, lower oh, levels. Ranks. Yeah. Uh, the Scion uh, Flares, though. Yeah, but they are a, a different, different thing entirely, I think. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I would agree. agree with, I was just saying, yeah. like, yeah. don't forget about them. Yo, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But I, I absolutely agree that that uh, I mean, that's incredible to think about. I yeah. can't get over it. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> thinking about it like this. Oh my god. How else do they regenerate? That's a great, yeah. great theory, Kex. I, I hmm. wow. <laughs> so just now, I I do agree with what you've said, but just thinking of a counter argument, is it possible? Um, you know, in that quote that you mentioned about the um, uh, soldiers being put into stasis. Yeah. Is it possible that the, the Empire are constantly reinforcing the, the the units in our system by sending, like, ships full of units in stasis? Stop. Yeah. Like, it's not that it's not that they're being cloned, but rather that the the empire has you know resources and they are slowly like topping up the the number of, of units in our system yeah it could be i mean the the core is that cabal centurions and i think if mm-hmm. they could have j- just as easily said cabal forces sometimes spend time in cryo mm-hmm. so it's yeah. specifically centurions and that's what i'm going but of course i mean again this is a very loosely based theory yeah. i get like two one one word in one text that also refers to ghosts as dead persons so mm-hmm. yeah well 
that what you actually just reminded me of uh, their backstory because uh, I was going to say like you have to we don't really know what the Cabal homeworld is like and actually uh, before I get into this uh, Mike you have to you have to get going you have things tomorrow like real life yeah I got a got a full time got a full time job interview hopefully hopefully we get that oh, all right well, good luck off. here why don't we you put yourself here and then uh, we'll let you go so you can yep. still get your my beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mythos Mike, and uh, you can find me streaming never at uh, twitch.tv slash Mike S from PD. And then you can find some of my old articles and uh, videos on uh, www.planetdestiny.com and on uh, destiny at destiny underscore newsnet. Awesome. I'll have a good one, man. Bye. Yeah, have a great night, guys. Good luck. Bye. Bye. Good luck. So uh, a cool random thing just happened my, uh, a little while ago. My phone just started playing the Cabal Stomp song in my awesome. pocket. <laughs> I thought I heard something. Yeah, but that was uh, so weird. So what? What I, I it just occurred to me because uh, I was gonna say maybe we don't really know what the Cabal homeworld is like. Maybe they actually have such a large planet, and I believe their armor uh, said something to that effect that they do have a large planet, so that they have to have. Um, pressurized suits to simulate their more heavy gravity from their, where they come from that they actually like we as a planet are pretty overpopulated right now but imagine if our planet was like a hundred times the size and we were still overpopulated like we could have essentially just send wave after wave of army out into a, a location like like you suggest but um so that is a possibility but it did make me think about an artifact that we're not really going to go too deep into. So I want to bring it up really quick. The Judgment of Mars, uh, which is a little like orb uh, shape object. And it doesn't really – I don't know how to spell Judgment, I guess. Uh, it doesn't really show too much. But it shows a cracked <laughs> – Exactly like that. It's just like a cracked orb with like red flakes uh, peeling off of it. And uh, there's fissures all throughout it, like huge fissures. And the, uh, the quote on it is, Cryptarchs say this orb is our first clue toward the identity of the Cabal commander leading the siege of Mars. Uh, and in another point, in the grimoire, the Cabal Ghost Fragment, Ghost Fragment Cabal 2, a hologram of a spinning golden planet in stasis turning gently. You can see the storms moving over its face, but when commanders congregate, but the commanders congregate below it. When they activate whatever controls are below, it changes. Fissures appear on its face. Is that their home? When they, when the room empties, I play with the controls, but it's older native technology that I don't recognize at all. So, I believe the Judgment of Mars is actually, essentially like a replica of the Cabal homeworld, and it sort of reinforces why they would have come here in the first place to get resources. Their planet. It's not just that they need resources for war. It's that their planet is actually falling apart uh. because of what they've done. They've been digging in their planet. They've hollowed it out to the point where it's not actually able to stand anymore. And it's the judgment of Mars is to become like exactly. their own planet. Oh, cool. I do like that. Hmm. It's interesting. 
Okay, yeah. so it's it's Mars, the red planet. The red is peeling off. The fishes are opening up. It's it's gonna die. It's black underneath. It's dead. It's gonna be emptied. You know, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, <laughs> just wanted to touch on that before we get to <laughs> to my my theory. I guess uh, everyone uh, ready to hear mine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just before you go, I right. I Google uh, armor-piercing sniper uh, weapons. Kind of, if this NeoGath threat is to be believed, can pierce phalanx shields. Awesome. Wow. That might be cool. the pre-nerf where they could actually shoot through walls as well, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so that's an old. Yeah, I'm an old player, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my theory is almost entirely based on one card and the specific usage of words. So we already read the card uh, in Cabal 4, but this line is what caught me. Guardians can be rebuilt after after even total disintegrative trauma. This capability is provided by a small automatonist drone called a dead person, trans unclear. So the key here is dead person, trans unclear. This is a cabal field report being sent to the highest form of authority within the system currently, but that the cabal don't have a word for ghost. They understand that it's the ghosts that are essential in our revival, but in the failure of translation, they don't know what to call them. So instead, they call them a dead person, which I should have, which I should have, shouldn't have to tell you is incorrect. A dead person is synonymous with a corpse whereas a ghost is synonymous with a spirit, a phantom, or even a specter. And to be defined as a ghost, you must be the soul of a dead person, a disembodied spirit imagined, usually as a vague, shadowy, or evanescent form, as wandering among or haunting living persons. So what I took from this is that the Cabal have no aspect of the soul, which in itself is amazing to think an entire society doesn't believe in souls, that doesn't believe in the afterlife that believes you live and then you die this is shown in their loyalty to the empire they're kicked out and forbidden to return until victorious and this is really shows a deeper level of the cabal but brings up the brings up a question as well way back we were shown an image of a destiny roadmap and while it's not perfect i do believe it shows a glimpse of the future uh, we had the vanilla launch, and then we had the dark below, then the house of wolves, and that's when this leaked. The next one was comet plague of darkness, which very clearly became the taken king. Uh, beneath it, it talked about how there was going to be a hive ship uh, patrol area, which obviously was the dreadnought. Followed by vex void, and then forge of gods. Now vex void obviously was a vex focused DLC, and forge of gods showed a cabal. Uh, leader type build on it. It was sort of blurry, hard to make out, but like it was, it was clearly Cabal. Now we don't know what the story for either of these two later DLCs would be, but based on the grimoire and more recent events, we can we can come to a pretty solid assumption about the Vex Void. The Black Garden, the final point in the vanilla storyline, has never quite gone away. We tethered it back into the material plane, and the Vex still try to reclaim it. It could even be said they'd like to pull it back into the void. When it comes to the Cabal, though, we're a little more left in the dark. The vanilla campaign, as well as later campaigns, show them having an interest in both the Vex and then the Hive, 
but in particular the sources of their power, or more specifically, the, their places, places of worship. The Cabal held down the gate to the Black Garden and then attacked the Dreadnought into attempts to discover the Hive power that defeat Guardians so easy, easily. Dead Legionaries can also be found on the PvP map Cauldron. It's actually the combination of all these things that has led me to my conclusion of this. The Cabal Society do not believe in any gods. They do not believe in any worship. They believe in the Empire and the Emperor. But if if it's in the fabled Forge of Gods that the Cabal would take the technologies, ideologies, and practices of the races to create a god of their own, to forge a god. And actually on the topic of Destiny 2... I believe we'll see a similar structure of story that we saw in Vanilla. It won't focus entirely on one race, but rather it will go over a series of events prepping us for the future of Destiny, but all coming to the tip of the Cabal creating their god. Sort of like how the Vanilla story, we fight the Fallen, we fight the Hive, we fight the Vex, we fight the Cabal, but only because the Vex are the Black Garden and they are the tip. So the Cabal god that's created will be the tip of Destiny 2. That's that's a that's my theory. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Particularly, I love it. Part, like I, it's easy to say that you'll love your own theory. Yeah. Um, but I love it because it's sort of like how um, something Seth uh, Dickinson said about the Hive when he was writing the Books of Sorrow. <clears throat> Because they don't have standard human gender roles. They were all called sisters and daughters when they were their original morphs or original forms, whatever the terms were. But then um, Arash became Aurix and she became he. Now, some people said, oh, that makes him trans, but that's not the case. He's an alien. You can't apply human uh, homo sapien gender uh, terms to an alien race. And the idea that there is another alien race who doesn't have gods, like another – I might piss people off by saying this – but another human <laughs> construct doesn't exist in alien uh, philosophies. So I love the idea that there could be an entirely atheist planet that does that has no like belief in what a god is essentially what the vex were they did not believe in worship they did not believe in any of that until they found the hive but to be such a war driven race but not think like there's a god that makes you a better fighter or any of that nonsense yeah i think i mean in a way though if that is the case i would kind of be a little bit disappointed if that you know we have we have this this race that doesn't really believe in um in like religion or godhood or the afterlife and then you know that's an interesting thing to have for that to change and for them to construct a god seems a little well, well what, i mean i guess it, i guess it sorry well i was going to say what would the purpose of constructing a god be because yeah. Uh, sort of how Kexon was saying earlier about how they were fighting a war of attrition against the Vex. And the Vex were essentially, it's not, it's, we, we, we haven't covered it, but the Vex were essentially just toying with the Cabal. The Vex could have wiped them out, but it was a war of attrition because the Vex let it be, not because the Cabal made it be. And then we came in 
and I think it very quickly became clear they were fighting a losing battle. They fought. They found an enemy that the Cabal Empire could not beat. And I don't mean the Cabal scouting troops. I mean the Cabal Empire. Like, they scouted back, like, you guys are screwed. Like, we know what we're fighting here, and you guys are not going to beat it. You need to find something else that can beat this. But why would... I mean, so, I I guess it depends on what we mean by the word God. Yeah. But why would... Why would a god make any difference? So let me put it a different a different way. Why I, I, any- I can actually answer it. I, I know exactly what you're going to say. Uh, okay. God, in this case, would be the Cabal finding a way to wield a paracausal ability. Okay. I mean, but I, th- I guess the thing is, what's interesting, you know, in 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 our real like, this is maybe getting a little controversial here, <laughs> but you know, in our real world, you know, religion. One of one of the important things about uh, science is that it is it, it has the ability to predict things. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we can we can look at evidence. We can say, right, well, because we know that E equals M C squared, when this planet moves in front of this star, then we should see the star move. Mm-hmm. And then the planet moves in front of the star, and we see the star move, and we say, yes, this proves that, you know. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I'm not a physicist, but like you know, I, I generally in life, well, you know, religion doesn't doesn't give us the ability to predict anything, you know. And and this this is this is the important, like, you know, um, I I feel like within the destiny world, the 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 religion has a physical effect. You know, it's the the rules are different. Mm-hmm. So I I feel as though the, the Vex aren't actually religious. The Vex kind of just worship because they discovered through science that by worshiping the mm-hmm. darkness, they were able to gain additional powers. And that's that's what I'm essentially saying. It's yeah. It's more so that the Cabal are now forging their different powers. They're forging to what their standard has been of their limit of power. This would go so far beyond it. It's equivalent to a god. It's not... Because you can't literally create a god. Oryx wasn't literally a god. He was just so far beyond the power of an acolyte that he was perceived as a god, you know? But I guess my... This this comes down to what my, my point is. Is it religion in that case? If it's if it's scientifically proven, you know that carrying out these actions have these consequences, then it's not really worship in the way that humans worship. No, no. Or what if you can prove worship works? I mean, if you look at if you look at the Vex and their structure, as you said, they don't really believe believe in God and are religious, but they behave in a religious way because they can prove it provides power. So you're yeah. They are. They have sort of no. scientifically proven uh, godhood and exists. I'm not that's, trying to say that the exactly cabal. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to say that the cabal are gonna create a religion. I'm saying the cabal are creating a yeah. god. Like not, not that, not that whoever is gonna be worshipped. Just that whoever will be on such a new level of power because of the hive and vex technology, ideology, and practices. Whatever it is exactly, I don't know. But they have been. 
they they you don't hear about the cabal looking into the fallen because the fallen don't have anything the cabal are interested in and the cabal are fighting us so you know like i wouldn't be surprised that they would look into the traveler as well maybe they do try to actually come into the traveler they see the traveler is a source of our power so they turn their attention because that's what they've been doing they've been turning their attention to the the source of the power they they looked at the black garden for the vex they had that held down they had it on like that freaking hologram like in the king's valley and then the same thing with the hive they they launched a direct assault onto the dreadnought because they needed the power that the hive had they're they're just trying to get this these powers that they can't understand do the cabal know about the fallen yeah, you have well, there, fallen there on wolves. Mars. So. Yeah, there are fallen on Mars. There are fallen literally in the Cabal base. The wolves took it over after oh, right, uh, with the, the Orbix, Orbix Prime Servitor. Yeah. And the House of Kings has a listening outpost on Olympus Mons. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's an interesting, I mean, there's an interesting point also. You have the Cabal looking into, as you say, into the Hive, and how do they, how can the Hive kill a Guardian? And the Hive's power is drawn from a god. So, in this respect, if god. we look at how, um, if we look at how, how a Cabal would, would interpret that is, well, if we create a god, we can wield the same kind of power. And, and it, it doesn't exactly become religious. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, uh, an interesting thought is you just say, perhaps they look at what's the source behind the dead person, the ghost. Well, that's light. So coming to our system and trying to forge a god from light would be a very cool twist to us being the only sort of light representative in mm. the Destiny universe. What if you had Cabal that were using a light instead of dark? Well, I mean, sure, they're using light in some ways, but really forging a paracausal being with light instead of darkness. That's that's an interesting uh, take. I guess that that can that goes down a different path though. Yeah. Of is there actually a difference between light and dark? Oh yeah, that's why I was a little bit distant. But <laughs> which I think that's a dangerous uh, yeah. rabbit hole to dive down in this episode. Ball is the fourth <laughs> yeah. race confirmed. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the uh, the cabal they'll they'll em- they'll embrace the light and they'll they'll be like two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> anyone else actually have anything to say worthwhile <laughs> awesome do you, do you want us to i mean we haven't no. talked about do you want to skip the regiments or you yeah. want me to quickly go through them no we're, we're gonna do that on a, um, a later because it's already been two and a half hours yeah, okay That's and fine. i'm i'm working a lunch shift tomorrow so i gotta i gotta go to bed as well what time so, is it there? It's it is one. Oh, you guys. Mm. You're so sweet. You are. It was, it was worth getting you guys on. It was a great episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lorecast. And you can also find us somewhere along the Destiny Tracker network.
where there are other great podcasts such as the Rabbit Hole Radio podcast, which Purple is also on. Baxter, I'm sorry that you had to find out this way. What? <laughs> Purple. The Destiny Down Under podcast, which is also a Destiny podcast. The RNG cast, which is also a Destiny podcast. Um, How many of like, these things are there? I feel like I'm forgetting one. Uh, Massive, Massive Breakdowns. Breakdowns has just joined as well. They just recently joined. Um, and of course, there's the a whole Destiny Tracker podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, the Destiny Tracker <laughs> podcast. They have their own. It is it is one in the morning, so I am tired. Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts on that network, and with it, sort of brother to the network, there are the content creators of that network, which are just a bunch of streamers. Like, I don't want to say it like they're just, which is a number of streamers that you should go check out and watch. You know, they're all worthwhile. Sorry for not being enthusiastic. I'm tired, but so we'd love to hear from you. Please give us your thoughts and theories so we can talk about them on the show like we did today. Uh, but these were our theories, not your theories. If you'd like to help us grow, please go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, uh, Kexon and Baxter fight over who's more important and uh, tell tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, he, he started with me, so I'll go first. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, you can wow. find me. <laughs> clear. And I, I do have scouts, Baxter. You have to agree. That makes me a little bit more special. Uh, <laughs> So you can find me at Captain Kex, uh, C-P-T-K-E-X, on Twitter. And if you find, you can find my Reddit with my Lord Chart project over there. So thank you for having me on. That's great having you on. Baxter, where can people find you? You can find me on www.ishtar-collective.net. I didn't write most of the summaries. Or very, I, wrote, I wrote like two of the summaries or something like that. Um, so you can't really see anything that I've written there, but I wrote the codes that do the things. So awesome. So check yeah. out the, ch- the shell code for and <laughs> what? What? Check out the code for the site, and you can see your work. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the HTML, I I wrote all of that HTML. <laughs> um, Go appreciate it, listeners. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not my best work. Uh, if I'm honest. Oh wow. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at Ishtar Call, uh, Ishtar C O L L, and you can listen to Purple and myself and sometimes Normal Norman, although he hasn't been around too much lately, uh, on the Ishtar Collective podcast. And you can find me chatting on the Ishtar Collective forum as well. Um, and yeah, you can find a lot of my data in uh, a certain log. You're welcome, Kex. Oh, <laughs> that was good, Baxter. I yeah. I tip my hat on that. That was very Boom. good. Yes, <laughs> I would not have a project, and I would not be as well. I can't say I'm famous, but I wouldn't be on this podcast if it wasn't for Baxter and his incredible work with his Lord, with uh, sorry, I, with his site. Well, I think that you would have found a way to get the data, to be honest. Um, let's, let's just pretend I wouldn't. All right. But uh, Kex and I are very good friends. We are? What? 
Okay. People no, we are. I mean, we are. We are. It sounded like friends. it sounded like a question. It sounded like we are. <laughs> no, no, sorry, that's the Swedish accent ruining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see how it is. People always take if you have like a joking relationship with someone as, oh wow, why do these two people hate each other? <laughs> no, we actually yeah. do like each other a lot. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I don't get that. Like, I'm allowed to <laughs> joke with my friends, people. You know that, right? That's not allowed. Joking no, no. It's Texan, I am not allowed to to make fun of you. I'm sorry. I don't. We can't be friends anymore. If I if I cannot make fun of you, we cannot be friends anymore. Because if well, I'm not making fun of someone, I'm probably not their friend. <laughs> Please make it's, fun of me. It's so weird being on this on this podcast. And and like I was I was really you know I really enjoyed the last time I was on, and I was you know. I, really looking forward to being on on this episode because i get on really well you know like obviously purple and and i work on the ishtar collective a lot together and um you know kex and i worked together on on the log data but even beyond that we're just we're just good friends um we played crimson doubles together which i hoped i hoped would come back this year and i'm kind of sad that we don't I mean, I guess we could still. You can't. Do There's no together. heartbroken buff. You're right. I'm hoping. I'm still hoping that they're gonna go. Don't worry, guys. Crimson doubles. It's not crimson days. Like you can yeah. still do your crimson doubles. This crimson cool. days is canceled. Um. And yeah, obviously, Anon and myself have a very complex relationship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Legally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, ethically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, we love Aww, you we too. We love you too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Matt was supposed to be here. Matt could not be here, but you can find his YouTube youtube.com forward slash c forward slash Mylan Games. You can find his Twitch. At Mylan Games, or his Twitter at Mylan Games, and his Twitch.tv forward slash Mylan Games. Uh, you should do that because he's a really uh, smart guy as well. Yeah. And then that brings us to our remaining host, Purple. Hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Purple Chimera. You can find my summaries on ishtar-collective.net. You can find me here yeah. on DLC. You can find me on the. Um, Ishar podcast. You can find me on the brand new Rabbit Hole Radio podcast. There's one episode so, out. There might be two. So by the time this airs. Yeah. You can find yeah. me on my Twitter. Peace out, guys. Can I just do one more thing? Oh yeah, of I course. I always wanted to do on a podcast. Beyond. That's it. If you <laughs> what? know what I'm talking, yeah. If you if you know what I'm talking, if you know that, you know what it is. I don't. No. It's the IGN podcast. Oh. What? No. <laughs> Forget it. I always wanted to do that on the podcast, and now I've done it. Congratulations. Right. Life mission achieved. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.